You are listening to Concert Blast. My name is Dave Murphy. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to Concert Blast. I'm Sean Spur from uh, Santa Cruz, California, and you are listening to Concert Blast. Hey, this is Tiffany from Goodlitzville, Tennessee, and you're listening to ConcertBlast.com. Hi, I'm Ricky from Panama, and you're listening to my friends in Concert Black. I'm George from Madrid, Spain. Are you listening to Concert Blast? I'm Noah Celestia from Brooklyn, New York, and you're listening to Concert Blast. I'm Cliff Johnson from Jersey, and you all are listening to Concert Blast. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eyes. We're seeing things in a different way. And God knows it ain't his. It sure ain't no surprise. Hi, and welcome to Concert Blast. This is Tom Thompson along with Brian Hasbro and Mike Arnold. Hey, guys. Hey. Thanks for joining in again. How are everybody doing? We are into our part two of Dead People. people. I see dead people. Can you hear me now? <laughs> you guys turn on more lights. <laughs> it's awful dark out <laughs> Right. Well, again, we're here in Mike's backyard, and you know we're we're talking about dead people again, and you know tell your friends about us too. You know we we have fun, and we we want to make things interesting, and going to shows, and guys, if you think of a topic or something out there that you think might be interesting, just email us at concertblast at gmail dot com. We love to hear from you, and we want to make things interesting as possible. And you know, every once in a while, we're going to miss something. You know, especially Brian. You know, <laughs> we'll talk later, Tom. To start this off, Tom, you want to go ahead? And- yes, absolutely. And I can tell you, you know, with most listeners out there, that this is and was probably the biggest band that ever started rock and roll music. If you want to say they started whatever, but of course, we're talking about the Beatles. Oh yeah. So and there's a couple missing there. Absolutely. Of course, you know, we want to start off with the lead guitarist, um, George Harrison, man. And I tell you what, if anybody ever looks at Beatles music and when they start trying to learn how to play Beatles music, they would appreciate George Harrison. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was born on February 24, 1943, of course, in Liverpool, England, and unfortunately he died on November 29, 2001 in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. So we definitely miss him, and I know... All these Beatle fans out there that that uh, we definitely miss him too. I tell you, here's one thing that a lot of people might not know about um, George Harrison that he was also um, a film producer. No, I didn't know that. Absolutely, and, and probably one of the biggest uh, movies out there, which I think is just hilarious, is Monty Python's The Life of Brian. Oh, really? He yeah, produced that? He, he was one of the producers of that, you know, which wow. I didn't know that either. I'm just reading about it, and it's like, wow, pretty cool, pretty darn cool there. Anyway, Brian, what you got going on? 
Well, earlier in the day on uh, December 8th, 1980, Mark David Chapman had just shaken hands with a gentleman by the name of John Lennon. No. Mm-hmm. And asked for his autograph on a just purchased of Lennon's called Double Fantasy. Yep. Chapman decided to wait uh, outside the Dakota uh, residence yeah. where John and Yoko lived. He had basically waited to see them stroll down the street again a little bit later. He had crouched down in what is referred to as a combat stance and shot at him five times, inflicting four wounds. Mm. One of the bullets pierced Lennon's aorta, causing severe blood loss. And at about 11.15 p.m. that evening, uh, John Lennon passed away. That's tragic. Uh, that was tragic. Now, uh, do y'all remember what y'all were doing when y'all heard that? I honestly don't remember I don't what I was doing. Either. I do. I was watching Monday Night Football. Howard Cosell comes on, and he gets all choked up, and he goes, I've got some, some terrible news for you. And he announces that, and I was like, what did he just yeah, say? That's, that's, yeah. And during the timeout, they broke into the news break yeah. and uh, talked more about it. And It's terrible when a guy was about to turn his life around. He'd never been so happy in his life. He just did a three-hour interview earlier that day. He just came back from a recording studio. I mean, he was just on cloud nine, and he was turning his life around because he got really out there. I mean, he got in that politics, and he and Richard Nixon got in all that, and Nixon's trying to deport him and all that. But, you know, that was that, that's so tragic when a guy realizes how good he has it finally. Yeah. And then someone takes his life. A fan, a so-called fan. on top of that, yeah. I was honored enough. I mean, you guys, everybody here knows I can play them. But one time I went back up there, went to the Rock Hall, and the top floor was devoted to nothing but John Lennon. That's cool. I mean, it had original lyrics wrote, wrote on scraps of paper. Of course, they were playing his music all over the place. It was really something to see a, a lot of his personal life just on display for everybody to see. But, of course, John was born in, on October 9th, 1940. In mm-hmm. Liverpool, just mm-hmm. like George Harrison yep. was. Exactly. And, of course, he tragically died in New York City on December 8, 1980. I've got one here that's uh, very controversial. And you guys will remember this when Kurt Cobain was found dead. Whoa. He left a drug rehab center mm-hmm. in Marina del Rey, California, April 1, 1994, and was later reported missing. As you know now, he was found dead just seven days later, April 8, 1994, Kurt Cobain's found dead in the greenhouse at his Seattle home. He had a shotgun wound to his head and heroin in his blood. Medical examiners was the first to be called to the scene to determine the cause of Cobain's death. Listen to what Kurt Loder said from, uh, you remember this clip from MTV News? Yeah, many years ago. Hi, I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News special report. The body of Nirvana leader Kurt Cobain was found in a house in Seattle on Friday morning, dead of an apparently self-inflicted shotgun blast to the head. Police found what is said to be a suicide note at the scene, but have not yet divulged its contents. Cobain, who was 27, had reportedly been missing for several days. The Los Angeles Times reported on Wednesday that Nirvana was breaking up and that Cobain was planning to undergo drug rehabilitation. A source close to the band told MTV News earlier this week that while that story sounded bad, it was better than what was, quote, really going on. That comment remains to be clarified. That's interesting. And you know what? He was worth less than a million dollars. 
when he died, but his future royalties were valued over a hundred million dollars. Wow. It's amazing how much, you know, when somebody dies, how much their sales will just go through the roof. There's some people who who says that they don't know if it's suicide or not, and they think they have proof that says he's not a, a suicide. But yeah, because they're still I'm investigating not, that too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Well, they say they are, but I'm not going to get in the middle of all that. I just want to no. read what what this one guy says, named Max Wallace. First, there were no legible fingerprints found on the shotgun, the box of shotgun cartridges, or the pen to write the so-called suicide note. Second, there was a triple lethal dose of heroin found in Kurt's system after he died. And finally, there were uh, what seemed to be two distinct sets of handwriting on the so-called suicide note. Mm. Now, I'm not saying suicide, murder, whatever. I, I don't know enough about all that to get into it, and I don't believe everything I read either. Exactly. I'm just reading you what this guy named Max Wallace said. Uh, so there was a lot of controversy. Still is a lot of controversy over that. Well, let's shift to... Um Big 80s rock band, um, Def Leppard, even though they are touring a little bit still right now. One of the um, guitarists, Steve Clark, basically, for whatever reason, his life turned, you know, where he just wasn't happy anymore. And the band said, look, man, you gotta, you got to get your stuff together. And he drank a lot. And they finally said, look, man, take some time off. Well, guess what time off he took? The rest took of his life. And, yeah, he took. He, he basically, it says, after a night of heavy alcohol consumption combined with prescription drugs, guess what? That's a, that definitely sounds like, you know, you're going to die. Uh, they found him dead on the floor on January 8, 1991. Guys, he was only 30 years old. Another thing that just people out there taking their own life pretty much, and it's unfortunate. Now, I got an email that mentioned Steve Clark. And and that they, they said they called him the Riff Master. Yes, that's exactly right. one of the main writers of Def Leppard and when he died their music just faded. changed yeah. it faded out yep, that's right uh, I read a lot same. of a lot of things that says when Steve Clark died Def Leppard died well I, I've got somebody who actually passed away younger than Steve Clark wow and he passed away I believe in 1971 that is a gentleman who was the lead singer of the Doors Jim Morrison he was born on December 8th 1943 he passed away July, I believe, the 3rd, 1971, in Paris. There is some controversy, controversy about him. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, they said he was found dead on July 3rd, 1971, in a bathtub. Of course, it was believed he OD'd on heroin, which he believed was cocaine because he inhaled it. But later, uh, some conspiracy theorists contend that Morrison did not die in Paris. The fact that only two other people, other than police, emergency personnel, and the mortician, admitted to the press that they had even seen his body. So they're, they're saying they're wondering if he really even died in Paris due to, you know, basically heart failure. Yeah. But, but if you snort heroin, you'll, you'll, it ain't gonna happen to, uh, your yeah. body's going to give out real quick. Yeah. 
you know, there's always a little bit of controversy. They said, according to friends and uh, band members of Morrison's, he had planned to fake his own death and move to Africa to avoid unwanted publicity. Wow. <laughs> That's out there. He told them that after arriving in Africa, he would write to them under the pseudonym as Mr. Mojo Ryzen. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mojo Rising. <laughs> that's, that's out there. Wow. You know, they reformed and they got the guy from, uh, what was it, Ian Ashbury from the cult to take mm. his place. And they did a tour. And they called themselves the uh, the Doors of the 21st Century. Huh. So it was the Doors <laughs> Band. Yeah. And the lead singer from the cult playing the role of Jim Morrison. Mm. But get this, though. A, a lawsuit from uh, the Morrison estate, which is the parents of Morrison and his late wife, Pamela Corson, forwards them to change their name to D21C. D21C. A, that's a nice name. Instead of Doors of the 21st Century, yeah, D21C. Wonder why? I guess uh, they had the rights to the doors. You probably Sound right. like a spare part for your car. <laughs> it does, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know that guy from the call. He's pretty good. He's pretty good singer. I like to Is see that kind of pale yeah. guy with long straight black yeah. hair, it's dark black hair, and yeah, he's got a pretty bad. good voice he's, on him. I like yeah, it. I would yeah. have. I would have liked to sing that actually. Mm-hmm. I I never knew he got married. I thought it was just his girlfriend, Pamela Corson. The report I've got here says wife. So you know, don't believe everything you read. Just because you get off the internet doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> Here's one that the guy didn't have a chance to have a good life ever. And this guy is named Sid Vicious. Mm-hmm. He was raised by his single mom who had a drug habit. He, at the age, I think it was 16, started experimenting with drugs and stuff, playing music in the clubs. And uh, by the time he was 21, he was dead. There's a lot of controversy about that. Now, last week we talked about our buddy Will Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Well, he actually knew Sid and Nancy because he lived in the hotel where they, they lived York. in New York yeah. City. Yeah. And uh, he could tell us some, some fun stories, but he just had all kinds of problems. Now, get this. Dee Dee Ramon says he saw him with a syringe pulling up stuff from the toilet in the syringe and shooting it up. That's weird. I think it was right after he had gotten out of jail on bond for the murder of Nancy. He tried to commit suicide by taking a knife and slicing down his arm. He starts yelling, I want to be with my Nancy. I want to be with my Nancy. Mm. (laughs) The guy was in trouble from day one. 21 years old. And Beverly was his mom. Now get this. All right. After Nancy's death, Beverly flew to Manhattan to be with her son, who, despite a stint in rehab, was still nursing his drug habit. On February 1st, 1979, fearful that he would be arrested in a drug buy on the street, she bought him a supply of heroin. That was nice of mom on it. Yeah. Oh and was with him in the Greenwich Village apartment of a friend that night while he injected it. Afterward, she says, I swear to God, he appeared to have a pink aura around his whole body, she remembers. What if she feels guilty? <laughs> the next morning. I got a feeling she don't feel anything. Uh, you're probably right. Uh, the next morning when she brought him a cup of tea, he was lying there quiet, peacefully. I shook him until I realized he was very cold and very dead. That usually goes together. Way to go, Mom. Yeah, Mom. Mm. Sounds like a great mom there. But, you know, this is just reading. That's true. Yeah, I don't know how... 
Like I said, just because you get on the if, internet. If it's printed, it's true. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you gotta remember that, Mike. Come on, uh, it's I'm been not, written down. It's got to be true. Right. I'm not the finger pointer. <laughs> I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury, and I'm not. You're not the Lord above. Either. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, let's go to I think one of the best drummers out there of all time. Um, that's none other than John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, man. Uh, you better mention him. I know. I've you already got emails it. about him. You better believe it, man. No <laughs> doubt about it. Sadly, on um, September 25th. 1980, he was actually found dead at Jimmy Page's house. And the rumor out there says that, yeah, a little excessive vodka drinking. It's been rumored that, no, we're looking at 30 shots, what he took that night. Ooh. Of course, you know, that, and, you know, he, he pretty much choked on his own vomit there yeah. is what the... See, no, there's there's a little tidbit of knowledge there for you. Mm-hmm. Don't right. drink 30 shots and fall asleep on your back. <laughs> I don't um, think you ought to drink. Don't drink 30 shots. I was going to say, 30 shots, how about even 10 well, shots, you know? That ought to kill your brain. No doubt. No doubt. So he, he's been tragically missed. And, I mean, I tell you what, man, he was the hard-banging drummer of Led Zeppelin, man. And, um, I mean, you can't forget him. Here's another one, though, that I want, I want to say real quick, too, that I can remember where I was when this happened. There's, there's two people's death that I remember where I was when it happened. Elvis Presley was one of them. Mm-hmm. I was at work. It was 1977. I was working in a factory, and the night shift came in to take over. And one of the guys from the night crew said, Elvis died, man. Oh. I'm going, what? <laughs> he says, yeah, Elvis died. I'm going, uh, let me guess, drugs. He had a heart attack, man. <laughs> it ain't funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, you know yeah. what? <laughs> With the drugs that he's taking to stay awake and to go to sleep, it wasn't just rumors. Everybody knew about that. And then there was the investigation of later on it came out where the doctor was giving him prescription medicine that actually killed himself. Yeah. You know, just, just way prescribed too much for him. And, I mean, it's there. He's going to take it. And tragically, he took too many. Are you ready for this? Can you believe that since his death, his annual earnings... It's $45 million a year. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they make a lot more money with him dead than alive. That's what they said. Yeah. They can repackage his music left and right, oh, however yes. they want to do it. Oh, yep. yes. And I'm sure Lisa Marie isn't hurting. Oh, no. Of course not. Uh, there again, a great talent wasted. He left, left way too soon. That's one guy that I wish I'd seen. I had a chance, two chances to see him, and I didn't go because I said, I'll see him sometime, you know, and I think yeah. I was going to see another show or something. Michael Hutchins of NXS, born January 22nd, 1960, uh, headed the band NXS. Unfortunately, at age of only 37 years old, was found hanging in a hotel room at the Ritz-Carlton in Double Bay in Sydney. Well, let's go to a little bit on the British side there. Uh, this is a, the founding member of, I think, probably the top five bands in the 70s. We're talking about Foghat. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we're talking about Rod Price, man. I tell you what, man, I can just, I can just remember Foghat coming out there, and they were unbelievable, great performers. I mean, everybody, I mean, they hit it big, especially with their album Full for the City, and, of course, the song Slow Ride, which really put them on top of the charts there, too. Tragically, he died um, from an um, accidental fall down some stairs because of whatever. Well, he had a coronary yeah. that made him fall, didn't he? Yeah, he had a coronary, and then he struck his head. 
Yeah, so. something to that effect, you know, and that that's you know so sad. I mean, the fall it, of what killed him, though. Yeah. Yes, the fall of what killed him, yeah. and he's man, he's only fifty-seven years old. He was he was born in London, England. Again, he was the founding member of Bob Rock. You gotta also remember um, his bandmate, Dave Preverett. How do you say that, Brian? Everett. Everett. We call him Lonesome Dave. How's that? Yeah, Lonesome Dave. Everybody knows Lonesome Dave. It, mm. That's that's how everybody knows him out there, you know. And of course, he was mm. he was also the front of singing out there too. And you know, he he had a long battle with with cancer. Eventually, had his kidneys removed in 1998. Found a tumor. Next thing you know, he can't make it. What's sad about that? Get on foghat.net or foghat.com. Look up on their website, and you'll see some uh, some pictures of him performing before he died. And he really, uh, he looks unrecognizable. Yeah, I mean, sure. he had lost so much weight. Yeah, he'd been very yeah. sick before he passed away. Yes. Yeah, that's one guy. Me, as I've said before, he's my. He was probably one of my very favorite lead singers. Yes. And uh, the way he he jumped back and forth during certain songs, you know, I stole some of that when I was doing the club circuit. Too. <laughs> he jumped back and forth. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I really liked seeing Foghat perform. I tell you another one that was taken by his life early due to lung cancer, and that's Warren Zevon. You know what's really surprising about Warren Zevon when he died? And he died in like uh, I think it was 2002. He was on the David Letterman show as the only guest. Like David Letterman is doing like a tribute to him because he knew he was dying oh, for the whole show. For the whole show, yeah. he was the only guest. He he, did, he was the musical act and everything. Okay, now get this. And he recorded a CD called The Wind. He released two weeks before his death. The album debuted. Debuted at number sixteen on the Billboard charts. Wow. Now, before that, he had failed to crack the top two hundred. How you like that? One? Yeah. Boy, the power of David Letterman, guys, and the power of death. Ow. Here's one that uh, is making millions of dollars since his death, too. Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. King, uh, king of Jamaican reggae. The reggae king himself. Uh, he's His cause of death was brain, lung, and liver cancer. Oh, nice. Man. He had a lot of stuff going on, didn't he? And I tell you, I said... He had actually not made it really big in the United States at that time until after his death. He says the week he was uh, diagnosed with cancer, he played the Madison Square Garden opening for the Commodores. The week he the was Commodores? Di- the Commodores. Uh, oh, but wow. Legend, you know, his greatest hits, Legend, has sold more than 17 million copies worldwide. His estate is controlled by his widow, Rita, and his 11 children earned some $6 million a year, and his catalog has been assessed at a value of $100 million. That's a serious cash. Ain't that wild, mm-hmm. man? With Jarman, Jarman, and I hope you like Jarman. Cause every day we pay the 
this next thing is kind of strange in the fact that I'm going to be talking about basically a whole band. Yes. That's okay. scary. Uh, and this group was formed in Forest Hills, Queens, New York, in January of 1974. They, uh, they recorded about 14 albums and toured all over the place. Yes, they did. Uh, before they basically broke up around 1996. Gentlemen, it's somebody we've all seen, uh, the Ramones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Ramones. Of course, uh, uh, all gentlemen with pseudo names, all ending in Ramon. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Joey, Johnny, Dee Dee, and Tommy. Now, that's the original. Yes. Yeah, there right. were some other guys exactly. that came in later. I, I know one thing. They were so much fun. Yes, I tell you oh, what I say. time we saw them, I mean, it was one crazy, wild evening, man, I tell you. I mean, you, you just can't help it, you know. You better be in shape. You no better kidding. be tough. That's right. Better be able to take those those uh. bottles over your head. <laughs> <laughs> or bottle upside the head. That's exactly uh, right, That man. was an ashtray that got me upside the head. Yeah, man, time. you never know what, what's going to happen in a remote well, went upside your head, but it cracked on mine. But what I like <laughs> about that is that was the only show that I can say in the South that people didn't mind slam dancing. You slam dance in the South, somebody's going to throw a fist. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not they don't, just they don't mess around here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you slam dance here, you're going to get, you're gonna get your teeth busted out. Yeah, exactly right. yeah. But at the Ramones, it was it was all legal. It was, it was like expected. It was, okay, <laughs> it was expected. You know? Yeah, that's what it was. It was yeah. expected. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Who's that one guy at that one show we saw was with uh, Jason and the Scorchers? Warner Hodges. Uh, he was in line with us at the Ramones. <laughs> it's so much fun. He was cracking what, us up. Wasn't he wearing like a crushed velvet cap? There's no telling, but he, he kept saying, We're going to go see the Bee Gees, man. I can't wait. <laughs> and if you guys know Warner Hodges, he is one of the funniest men and one of the best guitar players you could ever see. Oh, wow, man. The guy, the guy will spin around like a top while he's playing. Okay, we kind of sidetracked there, but, you know, it was necessary. Okay. Oh, well, unfortunately, a lot of these uh, these guys are not here no more. Joey Ramone died of lymphoma, which is cancer of the lymph nodes, I believe. Mm, I think uh, so. April 15, 2001, in New York City. Dee Dee was found dead in his Hollywood home on June 5, 2002. Heroin OD. Mm. Another guy that went because he just abused himself. And finally, Johnny Ramone died of prostate cancer, September 15th, 2004, in L.A. So the only one left out of the original is Tommy. Okay, I'll tell you what, this is one of the, I guess you could call the most classic, outrageous, um, her voice screeched and hollered, and she was Ah. extremely loud. But I tell you what, man, she was unbelievably, I think, one of the best 
female rock and roll singers out there of all time. Karen Carpenter. No, close, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How close? <laughs> no, actually very far away. We're talking about, of course, Janis Joplin. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I tell you what, man, it, you can just hear her just wail and scream, and I tell you what, you ain't heard anything like that? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Who could who could even compare to Janis Joplin? It, it ain't happening out there. Not in a raw voice like hers. So. Very much raw. But you have to go to the punk era, I guess. You're probably right there. Unfortunately, on October 4th, 1970, they found her dead in the Hollywood's Landmark Hotel. Of course, again, another victim of accidental heroin overdose. Heroin's going to kill you anyway. It is going to kill you, man. And, of course, you know, she was young, young, young. She was only 27 years old. And, I mean, she, she barely just got started. Next thing you know, I mean, she's gone. And the album came out. Was it Pearl? Pearl. That is right. After her death, yep. I think it went to number one or something. Did how far did it go? Did it say? It doesn't say. Of course, you know, me and Bobby, Bobby McGee was was the big biggest hit off the whole thing there. Who wrote that, guys? Chris Christopherson. That's exactly right. Oh, wow. And of course, she, you know, she, which I think was wonderful, she actually received the Lifetime Achievement Award Grammy in oh, yeah, the Grammy. Oh, that, that was over overdue, definitely. No mm. doubt about it. Okay, talk about a couple bands real quick. New York Dolls. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. You know that four guys from the New York Dolls are dead? Well, there was yeah. a, there was an original member. I'm not sure if he left the band just about the time they got their first record deal. His name was uh, Billy. I, I'm not sure if I pronounced this right. Mercia. Mercia. Let's see. Uh, he choked to death on coffee. I've never heard that before. After ingesting mandrakes. Uh, Drugs, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's 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 a downer, I, I think. Uh, so don't quote me. I, I, yeah, I don't know nothing mm-hmm. about this stuff. But I figure he must have got so relaxed he took a drink of coffee and choked to death on it. Then you got mm-hmm. Jerry Nolan, died of a stroke in 92. Mm-hmm. Arthur Killer Kane, bass player, big tall guy. Mm-hmm. Pneumonia brought on by leukemia. Mm-hmm. Died in 2004. And, of course, the one that we all remember out of the band, besides David Johansson, David Johansson's still with us, guys, mm-hmm. uh, is Johnny Thunders. Of course, mm-hmm. April 23, 1991, OD'd. Uh, but going over to T-Rex. Now, th- this is pretty tragic. Basically, anybody's either been in the band uh, when they started or switched memberships, they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. Got a, a gentleman, Steve Peregrine Took, T O O K. He died in 1980. He choked to death on a cherry stone. Wow. Call it a cherry stone. Uh-huh. Whoever wrote this, but a cherry pit. He choked to death on a cherry pit. It's been a pretty big size, uh, large uh, pit they, there. Well, uh, they, you know, big enough to get lodged in your throat. Mm-hmm. Gets uh, lodged there, right. There's another yeah. gentleman named called Dino D- uh, Dines. He uh, died in 2004 of a heart attack. Steve Curry who was the bass player. Died in a car crash. And then of course Mickey Finn, crusher, Congo player. Remember him from T-Rex? Died of kidney and or liver failure. They they didn't say which one. And, of course, the the father of glam rock, Mark Boland. Boland, yeah. Mark Boland. Yes. He looked cool exactly. with that hat on, didn't he? But I tell you, he had that hat. He had that, he, he'd be wearing that hat on stage. He had that big 
the burly hair thing. Yeah. <laughs> before his times, too. Oh, well, he died in a car crash. September 16, 1977. So he's been dead Let's not forget about the unfortunate circumstances that the Allman brothers had. Dwayne Allman, who died in a motorcycle crash. What a tragedy. Let's also not forget about Tommy Boland. What a great performer. you got to remember uh, Ozzy Osbourne's great lead guitarist, young guy, who uh, died in a plane crash. And I think he was in a plane that they were trying to buzz the uh, tour bus. Ended up crashing. And that's uh, Randy Rhodes. Man, and you can hear his work on Crazy Train. What a what a great fast guitarist! A year earlier than that, he was teaching guitar lessons. I heard this is a depressing show. What did my wife call the show? Um, the Not So Grateful Dead show. Yeah, she did. <laughs> That's what she said. Sandra has a good way of words. Yeah, I love that. it's kind of hard to get excited about dead people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, it's a lot of good, interesting things. When we were researching all this, we mm-hmm. found all kinds of interesting things that I, I didn't realize that was going on or that I read that was going on. Yeah, Well, exactly. I mean, there there are so many famous people that have passed on mm-hmm. that you could break it out into half a decade and oh, do a show on each one. You yes. Could. You could. I mean, we all know. You mentioned Janis Joplin. I was kind of kidding with Karen Carpenter, but yeah, she poor, died poor too. baby's gone. Yeah. yeah. Died yeah. of anorexia. Mama Cass. Mama Cass. Mama Cass. I mean, yeah. uh, you can go all over the span. You just start thinking of different guys. Cub Coda from Brownsville. Oh, Cub oh, Coda. Yeah. I, had, I had the opportunity to meet him, too. Yes. Wonderful Man. guy. Uh, hey, what did Cub Coda die of? Cub Coda. Uh, complications of kidney disease. Oh, man. Died in 2000. Guys, oh, great, great, great live! What a band! What a great live band! Now, Cub Coda for Brownsville Station. For those of you who do not know, "Smoking in the Boys Room." Yes. Motley Crue didn't write that song. That's another show That's too. A, there's a couple guys that have passed away from the suite. Oh man! man. Uh, I think Mick Tucker, who is the drummer, I'm not sure what he passed away from, but he's been gone. And then Brian Connolly, who was the lead singer, he's been he's been gone about. Eight and a half, nine years. Mm. I'm not sure exactly what he passed. That lead guitarist is still living, though, isn't he? Andy Scott. Andy Scott. Wow. Boy, what a friendly guy. Sweetheart huh? of a guy he was. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, yeah, for those... Please take your foot off of Mikey, please. Yeah. <laughs> for those of y'all who are longtime listeners, you would hear us talk about how he got into it with us during his concert. That's way back when. I don't know. It's probably like a third show or so. <laughs> and man, that was so funny. This guy is performing and he wants to stop his guitar solo to have a pick a fight with us. Actually, because we said some things to him. like We said something and we yeah. pull, kind of pulled on his mic cord. <laughs> he said, would you mind taking your hand off Mikey? I said, ooh. <laughs> 
and the, the, the whole crowd he, joined him. Went, Ooh. He gave us the one finger salute. Yeah, oh, appreciate he did that. that. And everybody went, Woo! Yeah. And then the whole crowd was on our side because that's not a lead guitar solo. And I said, I've heard people tune up better than that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he liked that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Man. Then he got defensive and I mean, I don't pretty know ugly. Why. I'd never seen anybody stop their show ready to fight somebody in a crowd. We were ready to take him on. That was the funniest <laughs> thing about it. We are just three, four teenagers there. Come oh on, boy. We'll take <laughs> We'll part that hair a new way. <laughs> Brian Conley was pretty nice. I mean, he oh, did yeah. a good job. Uh, but, but, hey, they had some great songs, though. Oh, they uh, did. Yeah. They, they Actually, their music was great. Ballroom Blitz. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Box on Box the Run. On the run. Yes. Oh, I love that. But, but the, the suite, musically, those guys didn't get enough credit. I agree. Mm-hmm. Anything else, guys? I'm all out. I'm out, too. Uh, except for your eye heat. Oh, oh, Dave Byron. Man. Who else? Dave Byron, Gary Thane. Gary Thane. Wow. Uh, Gary Thane, bass player, OD. Mm. Dave Byron, 1985. Unfortunately, I uh, think he pretty much died an alcoholic. So very tragic, and I tell you, he was Great one, band live. Great live. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Ken Hensley, brother, if you're out there, we miss you. Mm-hmm. Come on back to Nashville sometime. Yes, yes, uh, boy. I tell you, they—that was like one of my first concerts. I think it was. We saw them with opening act. ZZ Top. Oh open my for god. <laughs> That's amazing. For $5. We, we, we were only four years old. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, right. That goes way back there, don't Brian? Yeah, that, that was that like our... September of 73. That's right. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I, we weren't lying. We, I was barely old enough to drive. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, that was that was a good show. Mm. I loved how they did their 50s medley at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mount I, Encore. I, I tell you, because it's boom, boom, boom. One song uh, went right in the other. Yeah, yeah I, I can do a show by you right here. Oh, they were great. Mm. Oh, and yeah. Brian, you're the one who discovered them for us. Oh yeah, I love uh-huh. I love that band. Another one. Yeah. Oh well, I think we've gone long enough. Uh, with yeah, Y'all we bored with yeah, us. Yeah, you know, we're rambling right. on. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you for uh, tuning in to us. Big corporate people listen. Radio stations listen. This is Mike signing off. Tom signing off. And Brian signing off. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Hey, that's right. Thank God you. bless you, everybody. Yeah. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. <laughs> 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 <laughs>